You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. On this episode of Cheesehead Radio, the Packers clinch the number one seed in a win against the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers is the front runner for MVP, but not without a little drama. Will some familiar faces finally join the lineup? And will Adams wind up with a franchise tag? Four quarters of Packers talk. Right here on Cheesehead Radio. Happy New Year, Cheesehead Nation. Here we are 12 years into this experiment called Cheesehead Radio. And we're back this week after the Packers finally gave us a laugher to enjoy. And laugh we did at all the sad Vikings fans. As is usually the case, your hosts tonight are the delighted Kelly Hodgson, known as That Packer Girl on Twitter. Also joining us is the jubilant C.D. Angeli of Tack Packers Talk and Tundra Vision on Twitter. And lastly, little old me, your voice of reason, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheese at TV. Follow me at Jersey Al GBP on Twitter. That's it for the introductions. Let's get this show on the road. All right, so let's let's get this straight right off the bat. 364 days a year, Kelly is the most obnoxious member of Cheesehead Radio. Um, I will not disagree with you. One day a year. <laughs> CD gets his freak on. I happily and joyously <laughs> live the obnoxious life. I felt like an old dog who found out he could still bite. And uh, it, it, it was great uh, seeing those Viking fans just completely turn tail and not even respond. They knew they were beat. They knew they just turned on themselves. Everything was fire Zimmer. Vikings lost, lost those cocky Viking fans out of here. Out of here. I guess you enjoyed it, is what you're saying. Oh, he had a steaming slice of schadenfreude, and he enjoyed every bite of it. I can never say that word. Just a non sequitur there. Okay. <laughs> Repeat after me, schadenfreude. Right. I can, when, I, when you re- say it to me, I can repeat it. But if I'm reading it on a piece of paper or on a screen, forget it. Forget it's it. just a mental block. But anyway, back to the Vikings. But I can totally Ferris Bueller see. Sang in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off in the Parade? Yeah, John Cashane. No. Oh, never mind. It was... Yeah, it was John which has nothing to do with the Vikings losing, but okay. Absolutely. Anyway, let's hit the first quarter. Let's talk about the Packers. Bank and the Vikings undefeated at home in 2021. Dominant performance by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, pretty good performance all around by the Packers. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yes, I would agree. There was that slow start, but they quickly gained momentum, and I thought <laughs> it was a pretty good uh, spanking. Yeah, you're right. What, what what were you thinking the first five minutes? Like, oh, my God, <laughs> score, please. Just score. More than three points. Like, were you thinking they're going to find a way to make this game close? Is that yes. what they're doing? Yeah. That's Absolutely. what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Like, they're just going to find a way. But how about Mason Crosby? He's got his groove back. Mason, Mason Crosby, yeah. Are you guys noticing that Corey Bajorquez is... Bajorquez? Who, by the way, did play. Remember, he was allegedly COVID not eligible, then became COVID and eligible. Came off like the next day or something. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> but, but 
Have you noticed he's just started shanking a couple? I mean, when he first started this 22 year, I mean, y- he was, 22 yards. I those punts everywhere. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, that was only a 24-yarder. It's like, oh, dude. I think, I think the temperature might have changed. Well, yes. It, yeah, it's kind of like, it, like hunting a brick when it's cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's home field advantage. So that that might we, have something to do with it. We'd kind of like him to kick well at home. And it will be cold. Did not end up being, and probably the the worst thing I had to deal with that entire game is the fact that Kelly might have been right when it came to the temperature. <laughs> I was right. I don't know. I looked at a reliable source for the weather. That's all. So, yes, it was not quite. I mean, proud. it was still awfully cold, though. It was still pretty cold. Meanwhile, it was like six below at kickoff at my house. So that was really cool. Living, living in and around the Green Bay area, I can easily list off at least uh probably 10 15 people i know who just said hey i got four extra tickets you want to come to the game <laughs> i mean nice. no one could, no one could sell those tickets i mean they were going for like 50 bucks nice. on you know on the on the scalping websites and no and there's you know, a friend of mine is going on to uh facebook and she's like hey i've got two tickets you know random tickets you know 110 row 50 something i'll take 240 dollars for the pair and i'm like <laughs> i can get closer seats than that for 60 bucks right now so yeah it was it the the bottom definitely came out on that market and a, a lot of people who uh had a uh, no aversion to the cold and a little extra time uh were able to go see a game on sunday night did you nice i did not i do not sit in the cold anymore so hmm. so so uh al you had a new nickname for dylan I did. Let's I talk did. about him. <laughs> Dylan the Destroyer. <laughs> kind of like Conan the Barbarian. But exactly. We- right. But wearing but wearing Carhartts and no shirt. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, yeah, Carhartts and no shirt. <laughs> that he was, wore that, that was to funny. the game, but he also yeah. was strutting into the game. He's like, I'm and, dressed like a local. He's like, guess who got Carhartts for Christmas? I'm and he wore it in the press conference, too. He had so much. Yeah, <laughs> like what? <laughs> to which I wonder where he's ice fishing this week. Uh, Isn't it funny that he's kind of taken on that whole role that Jamal Williams had last yes. year? Uh, Jamal Williams comes out, dances, you know, on the yeah. field during pregames, and he's just this fun-loving guy. We're like, oh man, he's going to Detroit, and you know, he got to Detroit immediately. The media there put a crown on him. And says, what? This guy's our best player ever. And uh, AJ <laughs> Dillon doesn't take much in. in Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Dylan has really just stepped in, not only taken over obviously the role of really being at, at times our featured running back, but being kind of that fun loving guy that really draws you in is just amicable. And you pair him with Aaron Jones, who's just as amicable, just as uh, yeah, nice and sweet and genuine and. God, this is just a great team to follow, isn't it? But I just love the fact that he's embraced my hometown with such gusto. This is the guy that posts pictures of his fish fry plate. You know, what other Packer does that? <laughs> or the latest so, place he's explored in Door County. <laughs> I've been to a fish fry. They are in, tasty. In Door County. Where did you go in Door County? Uh, we stayed in Ephraim. Yeah. Ephraim, yes. Yeah, um, which at the time, I guess, was a dry town or whatever. I think they now allow alcohol in it. Yeah, I think pretty much everywhere in Dorcan. Something County. like that, yeah. At the time, they did not. Not that it mattered, no, but we went to a, fr- a fish fry there that somebody did it, and 
you know, the whole thing with the big pod and the flames flying off. That's a fish boil, Al. Oh, fish boil. Oh, I'm sorry. Totally different. Yeah, you're right. You're right. As soon as they hear, see fish anything, and and it's in Wisconsin, I think of one that night, the fish boil. Oh, well. That's healthier for you, though, the fish boil. That's true. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes. And the fried fish. (laughs) So... Among the many positives we have, we've had a, a lot of superlatives for the great Aaron Rodgers, and we'll talk about him a little bit more in our next quarter. But Devontae Adams, holy cow, man. This guy, you know, holy and you guys cow. know you guys know this. You guys know this. My favorite player of all time. Favorite player of all time. Go. Offense okay. or defense? It's offense. Sterling Sharp. Yes. So Sterling mine Sharp. As well. Yes. You know. I, I kept thinking, are we ever going to have a player that's really going to equal that level of just, I'm a man among boys on this field. Yeah, we've had some really good players, some really talented players like Donald Driver, Jordy Nelson, uh, Greg Jennings have been really some strong receivers, but he's really taking this to another level. I mean, when you're talking about the way that he goes and grabs the ball straight out of the air, just plucks it out of the air, goes up to get it, how those two have such a... Uh, a mental bond that they can just look at each other and says, yep, by the way, I'm instead of doing that play I just uh, called, I'm going to have you do a zigzag and run out this way, and I'm going to put it right there, turn around last second, put your hands up. It's it crazy. Works. Just crazy. So, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers <laughs> was not probably the front runner for the MVP, you could make a case that Devontae is probably getting close to that level. I mean, certainly if not MVP, certainly the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, it would be hard hard to argue with that. Um, you know, going back to Sterling Sharp, I, I think I still like him better than Devontae. Sorry for upsetting a bunch of people, which I probably am. But he was just such a physical specimen, you know, and he, he would bring down those deep balls from Favre, and it just has a special place. That's not to diminish Devontae at all in any way, uh, just a different type of receiver, and but both – at the top of their game. You know, I always used to say that had Sharp not got injured, he'd be in the same, you know, the same uh, area as Jerry Rice and those type of players. He'd be looked at as being that that good historically. And I think Devontae has a chance to to get there, you know, a little upset that it might not be with the Packers, but, you know, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. I think think you look at how blessed we've been since the Favre era, really good well-known, well, very productive receivers. And I think Adams is the first one that approaches Sharp's greatness. You know, and we're, we're talking about yeah. people like Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Antonio Freeman. Yeah, yeah he's a, no he's comparison. A, no comparison. He is something special. And remember how people were ready to run him out of a, on a, out on a rail in about his second year because he was having an off-season when he was just a little baby? Yeah, well, that's how things are now, you know. Well, you also have to remember that Sterling Sharp, most of his passes came from Don Mikowski, Mike Tomzak. Even Randy Wright. Randy Wright and, you know, a young and still kind of dumb Brett Favre. You know, certainly not the mature Brett Favre, you know, because obviously he was injured by that point. Imagine how Sterling Sharp would have been (laughs) with a consistent uh, Hall of Fame level quarterback throughout his entire career. I mean, he, you, you want to talk about Jerry Rice levels. It could have been even better than that. He was achieving Jerry Rice, you know, discussions of being close to that level by having Mike Tomzak and Anthony Dillwig throw him passes. He made right? them look good. Exactly. Exactly. So, 
great, great quarterback. But you know, when it comes to just pure raw talent, Devonte Adams has to be in that conversation. Just, just great, great player. And just the confidence that that Rodgers and Adams have together. You know, they definitely have that that intangible chemistry. They trust each other, and they will thread that needle in the little tiny place. He'll have double coverage, and he'll still bring it down with one hand and not not even look back. Absolutely. Well, last thing of the quarter here, uh, we do finally have a punt returner, uh, apparently. Uh, it was well, we nice. had one. He had one. He played, <laughs> and the next day he had COVID. Well, he's on the COVID list. We don't know if he yeah. has it or not. But. So he may <clears throat> come available. Not that, you know, like I said, this game is not necessarily the most important one right now. Obviously, our playoff game will be very important. But it was nice to see myself not grip the arm of my chair in a death grip uh, because Amari <laughs> Rogers is no longer back there. Uh, uh, let him catch it. Let him catch it, please. Let him just, catch just, it. Just catch. Not your face. Right. Not your face. <laughs> fair catch. Yep. Just fair catch and just down it. Just whatever. And, yes. you know, it's nice. Um, yeah. I and mean, he, he was just signed, just signed to the team and, and, and did, didn't do too badly at all. No, he averaged in three returns. He averaged 11 yards. He caught the ball. <laughs> he didn't make any mistakes when things were not catchable. He let them go. Uh, so, yeah, well done, David Moore. All right. And that'll take us to the end of the first quarter. A huge win. And, oh, by the way, huge. I don't know who predicted that score as closely as it was last week, but it was me. Okay. You're, all, you're all supposed to say great jobs. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah. not just only one day of the year, CD, really? I am I am the voice of reason and faith in the Packers this week. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move on to the second quarter. And as always, we have to have our, our weekly Aaron Rodgers drama uh, quarter. And this will be it. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers uh, has moved into the hunt for the MVP. I remember we talked a month or two ago. He's like, oh, maybe he's third or fourth. And gradually, all those guys ahead of Aaron Rodgers have had just really crappy games, uh, have just cooled down. And right now, Aaron Rodgers, definitely one of the front runners. Little controversy with a writer from Chicago yesterday, whose name is, I don't even, Hub Arkush. Yep. Hub. Hubba Hubba. Anyway. Who thinks way too fondly of himself. So, Hub Arkush. Um, went on some show and was talking about the fact that he's one of the 50 AP voters for the end of the season NFL awards and says that, yeah, maybe Rogers is the most talented and the most valuable player, but he's not going to vote for him because he's a jerk. Quote unquote. This got a little react. Uh, so thoughts on that guys. Take it away, Kelly. He's our jerk. Don't you dare call him a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time you use that line and I've laughed. But it's true. It's like, but you look, and I tweeted this earlier today. MVP is most valuable player. It's not most valuable personality. Um, if you want to look at content of character, you have the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. You have the Bart Starr Award. What you do off the field really shouldn't factor into to the MVP. It's what you do on the field. Because if we're going to look at bad characters, look at other people who've won the MVP before. Are we going to start saying they aren't worthy of it either? Well, it's really hard to argue with that logic. Um, and yes, Rogers has really hacked me off this year. But if you look at the nuts and bolts of football, there's a reason he's the odds on favorite right now to win. He has been playing lights out football 
except for maybe the year, the week he was out with COVID and the first week of the season. The guy has been unstoppable, and he's been incredibly consistent. And I think the problem that comes with this <clears throat> is not only is he just a Bears writer, which automatically kind of puts it into a, a negative light. I'm just going to take it a step further and say this might be something I'd expect from a, a Vikings writer because the rivalry is different. The Packers and the Bears <clears throat> really are based on res- I mean, this is the oldest rivalry. This is probably one of the most vivid, tangible you know, rivalries in the NFL. We know the Packers and the Bears. These are teams they used to play back when they had leather helmets. We love to hate them. And, you know, I think one of the examples I discussed yesterday is that, you know what? In 1985, I hated the Bears. I mean, we were the, the Packers were just this terrible team and had been for such a long time. We were essentially where the Bears are now. And they had this great Super Bowl team, and we knew they were a Super Bowl team. And not only did they, you know, play us, they embarrassed us, they kind of rubbed it in our faces and hurt, we hit them. But there's still guys on that team like Walter Payton, maybe Mike Singletary. Oh, Singletary, absolutely. You know, these guys are class. These guys are. Hall of Fame careers, and they're having these career years at the end of the year. And I don't care. I can hate Steve McMichael and Jim McMahon and all these people in the fridge. Blah, blah, blah. They're all jerks and cocky, but Walter Payton was a man. That's who Aaron Rodgers is now for the Bears. I said, you don't have to like him. You can really be pissed that he's kicking your butt every week. But you can't take away the fact that he's made the rivalry better, just like Walter Payton did. And for this bum to say that, is is so disrespectful to the rivalry itself. I, I The comparison that I made is essentially, this guy's Charles Martin. I'm just going to do something. I'm going to smash this guy and, you know, gloat about it. And hopefully my ugly base will say, yeah, who cares? It's just the Packers. It's just disrespectful. And it, it, it really frustrated me. You mentioned the, um, the Vikings before. I'm wondering, or I was wondering who the voter was you know the the vikings uh guy and i'm like i wonder if it's paul allen is it <laughs> it's not <laughs> is it mike florio no oh, it's, God. it's uh i don't know this name mark craig Min- minneapolis star tribune no that's the major paper so that right that's the, right that's the main paper i don't know the person's name so it's not any of those uh people that we have learned to love anyway but but that makes sense it should be a beat writer that follows the game and beat writers are supposed to be objective and not subjective and this is where hub arkush became a completely subjective weenie and then after he gets like dragged for this i don't know i can't take that seriously (laughs) you always say watch your language Honestly, that's what I'm going to call you from now on when you tick me off, Al. Big subjective, subjective weenie. weenie. <laughs> Come on, oh, guys. Ours. You always say, keep it clean here. It's a you know, PG, PG show. He's a complete sure. weenie. And then he was getting dragged by by our fan base. Not surprising. But when you put it out there on, on Twitter, you think you're just going to like drop that and, and let it go. Um, but there was some media that dragged him as well. But then he apologized tonight. Dun, dun, dun. But the apology... <laughs> <laughs> was not I much love when she does her own sound effect. It's great. But his apology really wasn't much of an apology. It was this backhanded, like, well, you guys right. suck anyway. It was like, here, let me quote him. Worse yet, I've apparently unleashed a small army of self-styled social media and talk radio experts who have no clue what they're talking about to challenge the quality of the voting process and would attempt to invalidate any vote or thought process that doesn't agree with them. Shorter hub, I'm being canceled. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jersey Al, are you a self-styled social media and talk radio expert who has uh, no clue what you're talking about? Um, a few of those things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I kind of resemble those remarks. Like, uh, yeah. Thank you, Hub. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, you, you you make you make these accusations. Oh, self stylized, no clue. And then you completely straw man and say, who would attempt to invalidate any vote or thought process that doesn't agree with them? That's not what's happening. That's not what we're doing. I mean, it's such a straw man. See what you're doing, you small army. No, it's yeah. it's. It's, it's just it's just low class. It's an expected response, though. Yeah. Well, it, it's like he's gonna he, he's gonna drop that bomb and expect everyone to agree with him. It's like no, we're not all gonna agree with you, and we're gonna call you on the absurdity of what it was. Okay, so now here's a serious question. I want to hear from both of you on this. Obviously, we the self stylized social media and talk radio experts have all chimed in on this, and there's been quite a bit of hubbub over the last uh, you know days. Ha <laughs> Pun intended, so, I guess. Sure. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers in a press conference is asked about this and refers to him as, was it a bum or was it as a hack? A bum. A bum. A bum. He's just a bum. And it's like, this took Packer Twitter a couple different ways. And and I guess I want to hear what your thoughts on it. Rodgers standing up and saying, this guy who I've never heard of before is a bum. Oh, you never heard of him? No, I never have. No, he, he Ob- Arkish? Pro Football Weekly. You know that Pro Football Weekly? Yeah, that, I remember there's a newspaper goes, back in the goes, 90s. Exactly. Yeah. goes way back. That <laughs> was him, Hub Arkish. Oh, that's great. I don't read it anymore. <laughs> Nobody does. No. That's why he's working for somebody else now. Right, and so and by the way, he was so magnanimous that he put his apology outside the paywall. So at least we didn't have to pay to watch him slap us in the face. Thanks, Hub. So my my question is this, and and I want you to give this some thought to it. <clears throat> Appropriateness, high road, chip on shoulder. What's your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers taking the time to call out this guy, a member of the media, in his own press conference? Well, my first question is, what were the circumstances? Was it a press conference or was it the Pat McAfee show, first of all? Because he'll be definitely more emboldened if he's with, with McAfee. That's my first question. Nobody knows the answer. I don't, I, I don't know. Because I didn't see it. I, I haven't seen it. And then the second was, what question was posed of him and how was that question posed? I'd, I'd want to know those two before I can really say, you know, what I think about it. It doesn't Says, sound very classy, but... Rogers himself had planned to say on the matter when asked what he thought of the comments to begin his Wednesday press conference. Oh, and SI is already painting Rogers as the villain of this story, when he was not the first to lob a pejorative. His exact quote is, I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. And this I is listened true. to the comments... <laughs> Well, but to true. say he had his mind made up in the summertime and the offseason that had zero chance of winning MVP, in my opinion, that should exclude him from future votes. I can't disagree with that. No, I can't either. At all. But he keeps going. And this, yeah, is, the guy, keep... this is the guy who complains about being canceled, by the way. Don't forget. Um, and he, oh. he continues to go. His problem is that I'm not vaccinated. He wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an extra letter oh. to put out the award for the season, make it the most valuable vaccinated player. Then he should do that. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, shut up, Aaron. I was going to defend you. And now, like, yeah, maybe you are a jerk. <laughs> 
Aaron doesn't know when to stop. We all know he's a little sensitive. But, you know, this year is different, guys. This this year is different. He's usually been tongue-in-cheek. He's usually had that glint in his eye, but he usually, usually still said the right thing. He's more irritable. He's all definitely bets irritable are this off year. this year. All bets are off. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think he realized that he's gotten to a point in his life and in his career where he doesn't really need to do what he was doing in the past and, you know, uh, patronize people and, and say the right things all the time, that he's at a position where he can say wherever the hell he wants. And uh, and he's comfortable with that. Now, it doesn't mean I have to like it. It doesn't mean anybody has to like it. But I kind of feel like he's gotten to that point, you know, as, as you get, get a little older, as you folks kind of kind of know, and I certainly know, you start Very to get different. So, you, know. you, you start to get different perspectives on things like that. So I'll just give him a little bit of of leeway from that respect. But you know, I don't have to like what he has to say. And again, it goes back to: Are we going to crown the MVP for performance on the field, or are we going to look at behavior on the on uh, outside football? Those are two different awards, like I said before. Well, and I, I guess I don't. You think Skip Bayless? would have loved to have Rogers responding to him personally every time he criticized him. I mean, this really is given a guy no one cares about a reason to care about him. I've never said the words hub arkish in my life. It's the Rogers industry that I and, talked about. And we've talked about that many times. They said the hub <laughs> arkish. Now we've, now we've given this guy a revitalized career, not because of us, but if Aaron Rodgers is going to go into a press conference and complain about you for five minutes, like a rambly old man in the nursing home, you know, now suddenly everyone knows his name again. And it's, it's, I get it. And I know that he's sensitive and I know that he has the gravitas now to talk about whatever he wants, but eh, probably didn't need to happen. We, we had his back. We had it done. We, he uh, should have stopped at the, <laughs> the first small part. army of self-stylized social media and talk radio experts. We had his back already. He should have stopped. That's at the our first job. Paragraph. First paragraph <laughs> ended. <laughs> Speaking of ending, that'll take us to the end of the second quarter. Ugh, uh, win or loss uh, here, guys. What the hell do we call loss? this? It just feels off. you kind of off-putting. Yeah, it's a loss. Was there so. anything good in here we talked about? No. No. Not really. Zero. Zero. One, one win, one loss, and one giant meter so far. Let's move on to the third quarter. And we still have some injury situations. I think not only as we go into the game against the, the uh, Lions, but obviously now we have this really cool bye week. By the way, we haven't really talked about this, but the Green Bay Packers, uh, by virtue of beating the Minnesota Vikings, have cinched up the number one seed in the NFC playoffs altogether. Yay! Yay! Good. So it means we sort of almost have, if we wanted, two bye weeks <laughs> because we have right. this game against the lions that we really don't have to play our starters. in if we don't want to, but it gives us two more weeks to get some of these players, maybe who've been COVIDized and some of these players who've been coming back from uh, injuries all year. Uh, we're going to let you go through that. Kelly, what's going on? All right. So nobody's really playing. Nobody really knows what's going on, but David Bakhtiari and Josh Myers were limited with individual drills this week, so they're heading towards a semblance of actual practice. Unfortunately, Jair Alexander is still on the COVID list, and he's been on the list since last week, which tells me he's probably symptomatic. And there's really no mention of Cobb other than there were these hints that he was coming back early. 
usually six to eight weeks of post, you know, abdominal surgery, which he had. But he's hinting he's coming back. The Packers, including Wes Hodkowitz, were hinting he's coming back. But now he's kind of off the radar again. So who knows? But if I had... Go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. So if I had to guess, I would think Bakhtiari and Myers are the closest to returning to play. And I don't think they'll play this week because I think we'd be hearing that they were more active. But since we have that bye week, I would not be surprised if they're at least on the active roster for that first playoff game. Do Do you throw a cold Bakhtiari out there in the playoffs who hasn't had any game experience since last year? Yeah, I don't know, because this is the equivalent of him starting at training camp. Could he do it? Yeah. Could it? Would he be at his prime? Absolutely not. Yeah, so uh, you know, the, the more, uh, as more and more time goes by, the more I'm starting to feel like we're not going to see him. I hate to think that, but, uh, you know, at this point, if he's not going to get any reps in the Lions game, which I don't think he is if he's just doing individual drills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then I don't see a miracle happening over the bye, and suddenly he's full a full go for the first playoff game. I don't know. I hate to be Mr. Pessimist here, but... Well, and, then, and if, if you're looking at Sunday Night Football, you know, whenever they do the starting announcements, they always give you the PFF ranks, right? They always tell you where these mm-hmm. guys are ranked by their position. Our offensive line right now is not ranked. I mean, there's a couple guys that don't have rankings at all because they don't have enough games under their belt to actually have a ranking, but our line's not been doing terribly. I mean, Aaron Rodgers does not spend a lot of time on his back. And, and a lot of reason for that is Aaron Rodgers is really, really good. Uh, he, you know, and and there's been a lot of tape study that I'm getting to watch other people do and explain to me on how he really is able to look at and evaluate the coverages and how he knows a lot of times what's going to be open before he hikes the ball. Right. It's really nice when he goes back. Remember how we say how he's sitting at backfield for like five, six, seven seconds oh, waiting please. for Devontae to get open. Please, yes. He's not doing that. Holding the ball, and, and holding the ball, and moving left, moving right. Yeah. We've not we've not noticed that. We've not really praised him for that, uh, for stopping to do that. But he is getting that ball out probably in three to five seconds every time. That really makes your offensive line look good, and it keeps your jersey from getting dirty at the end of the game. Absolutely. Sorry, keep going, Kelly. And then there's the rumors about Alexander, something about offense. What? What? Didn't you see that? It's like they were. No. There was something hinting. Did you have a dream again? No, I did not. And then (laughs) as a result, people were posting some of his stats as an offensive player from high school. So were they looking at him maybe fielding punts? I don't know. Jair Alexander was, because of all the injuries and COVID cases, Alexander was helping the team by running routes as a scout team. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. It's an easy Google search, Kelly. Really, it is. All right. (laughs) So who knows if they're going to show up in in any capacity? I'm not going to hold my breath for any of these players this coming Sunday. Yeah, I would not either. I don't know about Cobb, though. I mean... There's there's a, no mention of him not practicing, no mention of him practicing. So I don't know. I, I kind of assumed that he was just out there. Now, of course, he's still, you know, awful injured reserve, so he would have to be activated and all that stuff. But um, I, I'm going to assume that he was out there. I don't know. That would explain but, why he wasn't on the injury list one way or the other. Right, now. exactly, right. He wouldn't appear there if he if he still hadn't been officially activated off of the 
IR. So. And we didn't have a whole lot on the injury list. You know, they had Rodgers just out because of his toe. Come on, that thing has to be healed by now. Yeah. Well, we also have to remember that this is not a preseason game. And you know, all this talk of, oh, you know, we'll play the starters, but we're going to sit them down. Well, we don't have a 90-man roster uh, in a official NFL game. It's a 45-man roster. So the number of people who can all come in to be the second team is a little bit limited. So, you know, it's probably going to be players like Adams and Rodgers uh, who will be sitting down. But there's going to be some starters that are going to have to stay in the game. And do we really want them all not to play for over two weeks? Because that, you look at the experiment that they always run during training camp where like Rodgers doesn't play the entire year. And then he just completely sucked wind that first game against, against New Orleans. We can't have our starters get too rusty either. You know, that's what LaFleur is saying. Mm-hmm. That's why he wants them to play. So, And I think it was Mike Dulka that pointed out um, – Within the next week or two, Rodgers comes off the testing exemption list. It's been three months since he tested positive for COVID. With Omicron, there's the scary prospect heading into the playoffs that Rodgers could test positive. And because he's not immunized, he would be the the, the bigger protocol. Did he not already have COVID this year? Rodgers, yes. Yes, So he should have antibodies for at least a couple months, no? But it's the three months. This this coming off the tenth exemption is month three. So he goes back to being treated like anybody else on the team. So if he tests positive, he goes into the COVID protocol. I remember going back and counting off the days. And from what I counted, it was like the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's bad news. How would you like him to go onto the the COVID list? It's like somebody put him in a bubble since he isn't immunized. And (laughs) since it's going through town, it's going through the team, there is a very big possibility. If we went to the Super Bowl, Rodgers could end up on the list just by bad luck. It it is actually kind of amusing when you think about it, how worried we were about COVID impacting the playoffs and the Super Bowl last year, and it really had no effect. And here we are thinking, oh, it's a normal season, and we got full stadiums, and... You know, the way Omicron's hitting, uh, it could actually affect the playoffs and the Super Bowl in a much bigger way this year than it would have last year. And with Omicron, which I don't know if a lot of people realize, there's a higher rate of reinfection because it is dramatically a different variant genetically than some even Delta, which is probably what Rogers had, which means you can not have immunity. That's why you're seeing people who are immunized catching and testing positive for Omicron because it's escaping your immune system and what it whether it's an immunization or past infection, you can get COVID again. Yeah, I was reading an article also that said that actually the Omicron variant has some of the same genetic code as the common cold. Yeah, because a lot of the other, there are other strains of coronavirus which aren't deadly that are, that cause the common cold. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, oh my God, wouldn't that suck if Rogers got COVID a second time? Oh, Kelly, thanks for bringing us to joy, yeah. as always. All yeah. right. Well, we're so, talking about people off on list, off lists. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Kelly, we're going to call the third quarter a loss. Thanks, <laughs> Kelly. A loss. Yeah, blame Kelly. So we blame are one, one and giant this meteor. This is like Canada. <laughs> blame Canada. <laughs> so fourth quarter, let's talk a little bit about a rumor that came out. And I think we're trying to figure out which beat writer it came from. Was it Ian Rappaport? Did we decide that, yeah. that he was the one that broke it? He was the one that is being cited at NFL.com. Okay. So Ian Rappaport, obviously a insider who's never been wrong about anything. Ever. Uh, Ever. Yes. Never. Mentions <laughs> that uh, Devontae Adams 
is being considered by the Packers to be hit with a possible franchise tag. Something which, they have hardly ever, ever, ever done. Why and was hardly anyone ever does it. Sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. No, that's it. That's all I had to say. Yeah, last, the last time they did it, I, I can't even remember the last person they franchised. I can't remember. It, it wasn't a big name. No, it wasn't. I remember it was, you know, some bottom of the roster guy or middle of the roster And we were like, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was like a Tremont type person or something like that. But anyway, this would put his salary uh, next season at about $20 million, but it would keep him here. But <clears throat> going with the whole Ken Ingles salary cap guru thing, how in the heck would you even make this work? With as much as we are under the gun right now for the salary cap as it is. It sounds like they would gamble. You'd have to either keep Rogers or keep Rogers or keep Adams. And I think if they tag Adams, they don't have money for Rogers. So it's, yeah, it's way over my head. Yeah. <laughs> how, and, how they could possibly make it work. I don't know. And it's high drama. And if anyone's curious, the last time the Packers used the franchise tag was back in 2010. It was for nose tackle Ryan Pickett. Ryan Pickett, yeah. Ryan Pickett that's right. So, obviously, the Adams and the Packers broke off talks this summer, roughly around the same time that all the Aaron Rodgers drama was really going on. Of course, they shared the last dance pictures on Instagram, etc. So, you know, these two are tight. We know that from watching them all season. Um, the idea that these two seem to want to go somewhere together. I don't think it's been ever outwardly stated, but certainly you would think <laughs> if uh, Aaron Rodgers were to go to Denver, uh, you might think that Devonta Adams might also like to figure out a way to go to Denver. Uh, if they were to go to Cleveland, you might want to think they'd both want to go to Cleveland or Pittsburgh or all, any of these other places that they're rumored to go. Um, it would provide the Packers, and I guess that's what I was trying to figure out in talking with some of the cap gurus on Twitter, is it possible that this is a franchise tag and trade situation where the receiving team would then have the option to renegotiate the contract and at least we would have some bargaining chips to at least get a first round, second round draft choice for him. Right. But it sounds like that's not going to work because he would have to be on the roster with the tag for us to be able to trade him and we'd be over the cap unless we've cut virtually everybody. Yes. Or so, Aaron Rodgers. Right. <laughs> so, so this wonderful quote from Aaron Rappaport Devontae Adams <laughs> was asked about it today. Uh, Kelly, how did that go? Um, he was actually a lot more magnanimous than uh, Rogers when taking criticism. He uh, tried to, he really deflected well. He, he, the quote was, I don't know how to answer this safely. We'll just cross that bridge when we get to it. I like to be professional on here. <laughs> Which, shorter Devontae Adams, if I answer, it's not going to be professional. Exactly. So no, so no real comment. So Aaron, this is how you take the high road. But I I think it does go to a larger conversation that, well, number one, we need to really enjoy this Mm -hmm. and and we really need to embrace this and, you know, suck the marrow out of life. uh, You know, as you know, whatever um, they used to say, what movie was that? Oh, suck the marrow out of life. What was it? Robin Williams. Oh, dead poet society. Dead poet society. Yeah. Suck the marrow out of life. We got to really, really get excited about this season because we don't know what's going to happen next year. And of course, now that a lot of other team seasons are virtually over, there's more people talking about what are the Packers going to do? What are the Packers going to do with Aaron Rodgers? Where is he going to go? What's going to happen to Devontae Adams? What's going to, how are they going to get under the cap? All this is already starting now. And it's a distractor from what should be a deep playoff run for the Green Bay Packers. But on the other hand, it is real. 
<laughs> and and this stuff is going to come up and it is going to be a distractor for all of us as well as Devontae Adams when he's being asked in the middle of a press conference, hey, you going to get tagged? Are you leaving? <sighs> Can we just play this? Yeah. That would be nice. So once again, we're going to get to the end of the fourth quarter and this is what happens when we let Kelly pick the topics. Um, <laughs> we're blaming me? Okay. Blame yeah. Kelly. So we, we got one win, we got one loss, we got one no. meteor. Uh, what are we going to call the fourth quarter? A push? A push, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a so. no news, no news type of thing. So. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so we're one, 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 and one this week, and that's how we're going to finish. Wonderful. It's kind of appropriate heading into the Lions game, though. Exactly. And speaking of which, let's get to this week's game predictions. Cheesehead Radio. Packer game predictions. The Green Bay Packers head to Detroit for their first ever game 17 in a regular season. Uh, This is going to be a noon o'clock kickoff in which the Packers have nothing to play for and neither do the two 13 and one Lions who were the first team, of course, eliminated from the playoffs in week two of this season. Um, the what? Packers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> just so see if Packers, you were listening. <laughs> the Packers, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> yes. The Packers are two and a half point favorites as of this moment. But the funny thing is, last week before the game, the Packers were 11 point favorites over the Lions. After they beat the Minnesota Vikings, the Lions actually momentarily in Vegas became favorites to win the game on the assumption that Matt LaFleur was going to rest all of his players. But then Matt LaFleur said, oh, no, I'm going to to play them, which put the Packers back up as two and a half point favorites, which is, you know, two and a half points is essentially uh, a bit of a push sometime. Well, no, because two and a half points is pretty much giving the home team advantage. Yeah, exactly. So. What's going to happen this week? It's a weird week. Jersey Al, let's just start with you and get this over with. Are we really doing predictions for this game? Apparently I mean, we are. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I think I have a better shot at giving you tonight's Powerball numbers. Anyway, who plays and how much is just a beautiful mystery at this point. The Lions are short on talent, but big on scrappiness. Despite that, I think I would still pick the Packers second stringers to beat them. So regardless who plays, the Packers will win 27-17, and we should all just try not to fall asleep. Oh, (laughs) all right. Well, the Packers get to go against the Lions with the number one seed wrapped up, and the only NFC team with a bye week the next week. LeFleur insists he's playing his starters, and I believe they will start. But I also believe Jordan Love is going to get a good half of football in, throwing to the likes of Winfrey and St. Brown instead of Adams and MBS. It is what it is. The Packers have little to prove, and it makes this about as easy to pick as a preseason game, except this game counts. I look to our number ones to run it up in the first half, and the Lions to make a noble stab at a comeback in the second half against our number twos. I might be wrong, but the Packers will win. A game that would be closer at the end than it needs to be, and a game that in the long run really doesn't matter much other than maintaining momentum. I'm going to say Packers 27, Lions 24. I have a pretty similar outcome. So it's game 17. This odd number is really rattling my OCD tendencies. But the Packers are playing with house money as they start to switch gears and start planning for the playoffs. With the first round by, the Packers don't want to rest their starters. We talked about this earlier. We don't want rest to set in. 
Look how well that worked on week one when they got waxed in spectacular fashion against the now happily mediocre New Orleans Saints. I expect to ro- I expect Rodgers to start the game, but will likely ease off and yield to Jordan Love in the second half. That said, if it's the JV squad starting the second half, let's just hope the Packers had a lead heading into halftime. If that happens, the Pack can enter the postseason on cruise control, but it'll be a close one. I also predict a Packers win. Packers 24, Lions 21. Closer than we want, but do we really care at this point? The answer perhaps, would be no. no. Perhaps <laughs> the most exciting part of this game might be uh, Jared Goff is still questionable to play. Uh, oh. Bad knee. And, and if that happens, guess who's going to be the Lions starting quarterback? TBLS. Tim Boyle. Oh, jeez. The Tim Boyle Laser Show. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Charlie Batch. You know, like, no, that was like a lifetime ago. I, I know that uh, things did not go well for him last week. It did not. I saw, I don't not. know, I don't know any of the details, but I saw a couple of tweets saying, why isn't whoever the Thurston quarterback getting a chance? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. My goal is they can get out of this game with no major injuries. Of course. And I'll call that a win. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Cheesehead Radio as we wind up our, wind down our 12th season. Make sure to head over to PackersTalk.com where you can listen to several unique Packers podcasts. Please follow at PackersTalkNet on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers Talk podcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the pod, show us some love and leave us a review. You can also find us on Siri, Alexa, or Google just by saying, Play Packers Talk Podcast. That's a wrap. It's week 17. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, everyone. See you next week. Try to enjoy the game. COVID list last week last week uh, which means he's symptomatic if he's still on the list <laughs> all right well, screw it we're gonna talk about Devonte, i guess she cd she just called us indecisive <laughs> oh god he's did you get that when did you start recording did you get oh, that I, I sure did half an hour oh. ago probably because <laughs> i made the decision to do so okay. you've got plenty of fodder be I'm quiet now, boys. Oh, the, the Easter egg at the end of this Shut show. Shut up. We're going to make sure we're doing this live. <laughs>